Man, back at it again. Yeah, I said it this time, Cheyenne. Don't make fun of me. That's what I do. Again, back again, at it again and, again and again and again. Birdie's not BS here. Your man, Dougie Fresh. I got the most beautiful co-host in the world, Cheyenne Woods. What it do? What's up, Doug? Where the hell are you at? I got, you know, it's, it's our thing now. So where the, New city where the this hell? week. New city. I am in good old San Diego. San Diego, as Ron Burgundy says. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> of course, means a, a, a whale's vagina. As we, hey, yes. I, I'm sorry. I had to do it. I love I mean, Anchorman. You love Anchorman. Is this what it is? What it is. <laughs> Look, I'm super excited this week for the, this episode because we're going to bring too. on Gabby Lemieux, you know, and, and LPGA uh, Symmetra Tour's first uh, Native American player. But super stoked to have her coming on, Shy. Can't wait to hear her story. And her, hus- her husband's her caddy. Like, what in the yes. hell? Yes. There's so many interesting things about Gabby. I have not met her yet, but um, I'm excited to see her at, hopefully at the next event. But like you said, a Native American woman out there killing it on the golf course. We always want to raise those within our sport, represent those that are out doing something unique and different. Um, and Gabby is doing exactly that. So I'm excited to learn more about her, maneuvering through the mini tours um, and representing her culture. You know what, Shai? Let's just go ahead and get right into it. Gabby Lemieux, straight off the tour, should I say straight out of quarantine, to join us on this episode of Birdies Not BS. Gabby, great to have you with us. Appreciate you uh, joining us. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I think this is going to be exciting. Well, don't get your hopes too high. It's just me and Shia. We like, <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> it's just us. But I'm excited to have you, Gabby, because we haven't met before, but we've both been out there this year through COVID, trying to play on tour, traveling all over in this new way of life. So you said you are in quarantine. What's going on? What, what happened there? It's kind of some tough news. Um, we were at the first event uh, in Florida that, you know, it just so happened that we had to go and take a COVID test and my husband tested positive, which is also my caddy. So that means I too have to be in quarantine. Um, well, unfortunately, even though I tested negative, I still have to be in quarantine for 14 days, and he only has to do it for 10 days. <laughs> so hold on. I got to ask this quarantine question, right? Because are y'all, like, in the same room, or is he, like, off in his own, like, suite in the house? Do you have him, like, bunkered in so you can still be out and do your thing? Or how, how does the in-home quarantine work for you? Um, we kind of just said we're just in it together. We're going to do this together. So we haven't – I mean, we've – even when we tested positive and negative, we just – we're still around each other 24-7. So – we just decided to keep it that way, um, regardless of what's going to happen. But he is in off in his own room. We got a, a really nice room this week. It was a home two suite, so he's over there by himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, from a concern perspective, I mean, uh, you've got to be concerned, right? You, you've got to be in this dynamic between, like, you know, my spouse has COVID, but I don't want to have it either. So it's like, how are you managing just, I guess, the distancing from your own spouse? I mean, it's a little different. Um, I mean, there hasn't been <laughs> any affection going on because I'm like, well, regardless. I like how I you said that. I, 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 like, I like how you said that. That was smooth. No affection. Ain't even no affection. So he's staying away on those kind of terms. Um, yeah. You know, that's really all we can do. So the PJ Tour just announced Tony Finau just tested positive as well. I wonder when players are out on tour and testing positive, obviously you have the mandatory quarantine. How do you deal with that when you're still, you know, you're going to be playing next week. You can't go out to practice. How does that affect you 
on and off the golf course? Um, you know, I'll tell you here in a couple of days, but yeah. I think, <laughs> I think for me, it's just going to be, I'm lucky that when I get done, I'll still have some extra days to practice, but I think ultimately golf side is going to be a little bit different. I mean, my swings not probably not going to feel the same because it is two weeks without touching a club. Um, luckily, you know, putter, I can still do that. I can still do the little things. Um, so I'm a little hesitant on how it's all going to come out when I get back out there, but I'm excited to finally get back out. So regarding traveling, like going to event to event, did I hear this correctly that you have a unique setup that you go from tournament to tournament with? Um, we used to, so. Oh, you've retired, um, you've retired it. We have retired it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that was awesome. The first year out on Symmetra tour, my husband and I traveled uh, with a camper and a pickup basically was our honeymoon traveling the country. (laughs) That's the smartest thing I've ever heard. That's like the smartest thing you can do. I always thought that that would be a great way to travel, especially if you have a few players, you can get like an RV or a bus and just go from week to week because as you know, life on tour is hard, you know, traveling to random cities. Financially, it does get expensive and airports mm-hmm. aren't always the easiest and smoothest. Um, how was that? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. never know what's going to happen. I mean, life on tour can be hard. So how was that though? Not only traveling in that way, but then like you said, you travel with your husband as well, being your caddy. You know, I think the good part about that was we're traveling like with our house. We have absolutely everything we think we could need week in, week out. So I think that was my favorite part. You know, even waking up and making your own breakfast in your own kitchen <laughs> um, instead of a lot of fast or um, fast food. But I think the only downfall to that was is there are some tournaments that are quite a ways away. Um, so that was always the struggle. There was a time where I flew to the event with my golf clubs and had a hotel until he got there because the drive was just so long. So I think there's positives and negatives to it. See, that's some diva stuff right there. I'm, I'm already upset to hear. It's like, you know what, babe, look, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and hop on this flight and I'm going to see you in three days and yes. make sure my breakfast is ready when you get the truck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I love that. Louis Ustase, and I don't know if you know this or not, has his caddy ship his mattress from site to site. To, just wow. so that he can maintain the same level of that. sleep. Well, I mean, you kind of did the same thing, Gabby, in a way. Like you, you, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> you had your husband drive while you, you know, hopped on flights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to have that consistency. You need that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Sha, you, 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 you broached an interesting topic because this yes. is something that, that I, I got to dig into with Gabby a little bit because, you know, most of the time, you know, in a couple, in a relationship, you've got these different roles as a husband and a spouse. Gabby, you've got your husband on the bag. So at the end of the day, you still have to kind of tell him when to step back and when to take his advice. How is that? How is the dynamic of having a spouse on the bag? Um, you know, it's fun sometimes and sometimes it's not so fun. <laughs> oh, I, I want to hear about the not so fun. Get, I, I want to know BS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when we first started, um, we always had this understanding of, okay, as soon as we get to the golf course, all affection is put aside. It's I'm your boss and he's the caddy. Like it's kind of, that's the dynamic that we put together. And then as soon as we get back in the truck or the pickup or whatever it is, we are back to being husband and wife. And I think there's some times where it kind of slips in both ways. You just, sometimes he wants to, to. yeah. Sometimes he wants to talk about golf when I don't want to. Um, Sometimes just want to put my hands around him because only (laughs) like as soon as I want to leave the course, let's just leave the course golf golf, you know? 
but we had some great memories out there. We still do. So I'm excited to still have I mean, there's got to be times though, where you get back in the car and you got to be like, what the hell was that number that you gave me on seven? Yeah. <laughs> like you gave me 140 front edge and it could have, couldn't have been more than 125. Like, do you ever like argue like that? Like later in the day? Oh, there's multiple times where that has happened. Uh, there's one time specifically. It was at stage three of Q school. And I want to say this pin was probably about 170 yards. And I'm looking at him like, this is a long way. 145 is not the right number. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, that's what it is. That's what it is. And so, you know, I pull out a seven iron. I'm thinking, oh, I can fly it. No, I am way short. Still have a wedge in my hand. I was like, that was a good number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. Oh my god. Good job. Uh, you probably called him Mister Lemieux at that, but good job, Mister Lemieux. Yeah. That was that was a, that was a <laughs> great number, guy. Oh my god. I mean, oh I know I've been there with Caddy. Well, first of all, caddies are hard to find, and so and good caddies are hard to find, and so I've definitely been there on the course where you just are not happy with what's going on. So I'm very impressed that you guys are able to create some type of distinction between caddy player, husband, wife, because that is something that I'm always impressed with with girls on tour, because that, that's hard, I would think. It, it is hard. I think, um, I mean, there's sometimes when you're out on the course where he'll say something and I'm like, Jared, just relax. <laughs> Let's move on. I mean, there's multiple times where he even has to say that to me. So it's kind of just the relationship that we we've built. And I think also on those kind of terms, he's also, I think, leveled me down. So like if I, if I'm pushing on the gas too hard, he'll tell me, okay, like, let's let up. We got to take this slow. You know, there's a missed shot or something on those lines. So are you the go, go, go in the relationship? Just from that statement, it seems like, you know, he might be the more chill of the two of y'all. Like, how, how does that work? I mean, I'm the type of person that's like, oh, yeah, 2.30 is a pin, part five, let's go for it with water on both sides. And he's like, maybe we should just lay up. <laughs> let's think about this for a second. Let's think this through. Yeah. You know what he's thinking? He's like, you know, what? I don't want you to mess up my bread, too, Gabby. Right. Like, you, you plan for both here. of us. Like, I can't, I, I just saw you oh, hit it man. left two holes ago, and now you got the same shot. Like, hold on now. It's we in this together. No, I'm like, man, as soon as I get up to that shot, just like three wood, it's already out. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Let's look at this. Gabby, this was your third year playing on tour. Is that right? Technically, yes. Second. Um, yeah, second for sure, but three years for playing professional golf. Awesome. Because I know a lot of people don't understand the grind of playing mini tours, playing Q school. How has that been the last few years and just the progression of, you know, adjusting to tour life and then also trying to figure out how to get better to just keep improving and progressing to that next level of golf? I mean, I think it's, I think it's tough. Um, My first year out, I think I made one cut. And I think I still placed last <laughs> after the cut was made. But, um, you know, it, it was so hard. It was so, I think, disappointing to me because, you know, I had a really, really good college career and then turn around and like, I can't produce anything professionally. But I think that's where learning the professional game of golf is <laughs> taking yes. a toll. Um, so after that year, that next year, I moved down to the mini tours. So I was on WAPT. That was the first year that was ever um, brought out the Women's All Pro Tour. So I think that was probably the best thing that 
I probably could have ever done. Um, going out there and actually learning my game as a pro and knowing how to travel from one place to the like other all by myself and doing a bunch of things like that. So yeah, it's so hard. So this year was more of like, okay, let's just go out there. We know what we like we expect and let's just go out there and get it. See, I love that you say we though. Like I love that she says we. It's so like I I, I love it because like golf people think that really golf is just an individual sport, but I really feel like at the professional level, like your caddies, you know, in your case your husband is just as much vested in in your success. It's a it's a team effort. Like especially if you have physios and trainers and nutritionists, et cetera. Like it's such a team effort, Sean. I know you've got, you know, a, a team around you as well. So it's it's awesome to hear the the we and not the I. Oh, funny story about that though. <laughs> I, I do like this YouTube kind of just check up for like all my sponsors and I'm always in my videos saying we, 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 we. And he goes, they don't want to hear about me. They want to hear about you. So quit Aww. saying we. <laughs> oh. See, that's dope. That's some selfless stuff right there. And I like I that. that. <laughs> and it's funny that you bring up sponsors because, you know, I know you played at Texas Tech. Shout out to the Red Raiders, you know, Close family friend, Tubby Smith of mine, used to be the head basketball coach, you know, at at, at Texas Tech, especially when you were there, he was there coaching. But um, when you left college and you're trying to play, you need money. Like, like, you got to have money. Like, you can't play this game at any level with with no cash. So talk about how you were able to kind of procure uh, uh, sponsors and talk about, you know, how you did that. And also, I want to briefly kind of segue next into kind of your relationship with Noda and if he helps you on that way as well. So, I mean, I give all thanks to that guy right there, Noda. He is probably like my savior in this whole pro career. Um, So while I was in college, he knew, or he knew my coach, Jojo, and he was like, Hey, I want her to come out and play in a pro-am with me because that's when he found out that I was native American. So, he basically was like, I want to meet her. I want to, you know, help her out. So after I graduated, he contacted me and was like, Hey, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get you to the next level. Um, I know that you can be, you know, the greatest. And he just kept talking to me about all these like positive things. And I really, really enjoyed that. So we kind of built this relationship, um, which led to obviously him and his connections. And so he connected me with a sponsor, Amarind, um, it's a Native American insurance company out of Albuquerque. And they have been the leading role for me to basically pursue professional That's awesome. golf. Which That's I, so dope. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so thankful for them. And it's just, it's amazing. I think on that level, because them being Native American, it's just like Indian country is just so supportive in terms of everything along with me being Native American and wanting to get me to the next level. Now I didn't realize there there were no Native American men or women on tour. And I kept reading about your story and seeing you around and, and then also seeing your relationship with Nota Begay. How has that, obviously it's played a major role in your career, but also on the other side of just having that support, having that um, representation out on tour. How, how does that make you feel when you're out playing and, and kind of carrying that representation of Native Americans? You know, and I, I've talked about this with Noda, I mean, since he was the very first, um, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's definitely me trying to, I guess, make a path for possibly some other Native American kids growing up wanting to do something like what he did or what I did. 
Um, so I think there's some pressure that I feel on that, but I think ultimately I feel so honored to actually make that path for others. Um, so I mean, just to have him basically mentoring me along the way has been an incredible thing. No, mentorship is so huge because I don't think a lot of people understand that when you have a mentor or you're being mentored, it's not just a confidant, it's a champion, someone that can get you into conversations and bring your name up and, and help kind of pull you along. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to hear that, that Nota Begay was proactive in, in pursuing you. Now, with Nota comes a lot of things, a lot of access, you know, to, to Tiger Woods, who Cheyenne hasn't met yet. Um, Who to, is that guy? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but to, you know, companies like Nike, et cetera. I see you're very active in the N7 fund. Talk a little bit about what that is, because I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't even know that that was a thing until I knew we were going to be talking. Yeah. So the N7 fund is basically committed to getting Native American and Aboriginal um, communities moving so they can have happier and healthier lives. Um, so they just basically support organizations to get youth um, active through sport, basically just to get youth active in get those youth, communities. I, I love that because I, I feel like, you know, those kind of targeted initiatives, and I hate to even use the word initiative because they have in like end dates, you know, this effort to, to really bring out, you know, all that is in the community. So, you know, you grew up on a reservation, correct? I did not. I grew up about two hours away from there. You two grew up just, just outside, but being connected to to the tribe and to the nation, talk a little bit about what that means to you from you know your background perspective and and what you hope to get through people seeing you play the game. So I guess first, I'm Shoshone Paiute from Duck Valley Indian Reservation. It's on the border of Idaho and Nevada. Um, basically, I think just being a part of the Native American community and knowing where I come from and having a platform that I hope people can look up to or look to for some support. Um, that's kind of what I enjoy, especially being a part of N7, um, because that's really what they're all about. They're about getting the younger generations to um, look forward and basically lead happier and healthier lives. That's really the main point, And that's what I hope to do with myself. I think it's so awesome that you are breaking these barriers within your community because, you know, Doug and I'm mixed. Doug is I'm, a, I'm all the way black. I am. I'm not African American. No. I'm, I'm black. I'm black. <laughs> He's black, black. That's it. Um, but I've seen firsthand of just being out on tour and seeing, you know, a black father bring his daughters out simply because they saw I was playing. They don't, they've never played golf before, never been to a tournament, but because they see somebody similar to them, they can connect. They have that door that is all of a sudden open to a sport they didn't think was possible. Um, so I think it's so, so awesome that you are able to now be that for the Native American community. Um, do you ever take part in clinics or how do you stay connected to the juniors that are coming up behind you? So I've done quite a few um, clinics with N7. They always hold one over for the waste management in Arizona. So I've been a part of two of those. I've done those the last two years in which that is always the most amazing turnout. I mean, they just shuttle kids in from everywhere. I mean, they come on buses. Oh, that's <laughs> it is, awesome. It's insane. Um, and then I've done a few just back at home, um, which that's probably more of a special place to me, but um, it's been great. I've, I love doing stuff like that. 
I know with Cheyenne's cheekbones being so high, she has to be Native American <laughs> somewhere in the lineage, so she can she can fit right I mean, in. Technically, I am. I think I'm like point one percent. That's all you need. I got my DNA test back. <laughs> <Good>. So <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I was gonna say um, there's a lot of support now, both on Symmetra Tour and LPGA, of tribes sponsoring events. Um, I've played in the event up in Wisconsin a few times and I've learned so much about the culture. Um, how important is it to you that the tribes are now so involved with women's golf? Um, I think, I think personally it's amazing because people are more aware of where they're living or where they come from, what their culture is like. Um, which I think is amazing just to see have people, even like people like that I golf with on a regular basis, they, they always ask me like, so they basically ask me like, what are you? And I always say, well, I'm native. <laughs> Never heard that before. <laughs> have you shot? What, what? Hey, Gabby, what, what are what, you? What are, like human? <laughs> like, I don't even. <laughs> I mean, they, but they say it in the most polite way. Cause there's really right. no other way to say it. And I go, well, I'm native American. And then they basically just tie everything in with all of the sponsors, like the Potawatomi tribes and mm-hmm. all of that for Symmetra. And they're always so interested, which I think is so awesome because you don't really hear about, you know, many Native American tribes or learn about them to a certain extent. So I think it's super awesome that even people will just want to wonder where I come from or things like that. I'm sure somebody out there wants to know, Gabby, like, you know, when, you know, Native, you're Native American and we get that, but how does it, how does being called like Indian make you feel? Or is it, is it as derogatory as it may seem or is it okay to ask? Um, I think, Asking is preferred than just rather saying, um, oh, you're Indian. I just, I think the more polite way and the more, um, I guess, appropriate way that I prefer to be called is Native American. Like, what's your ethnicity? Like, it's Native American. Um, I definitely think that in some of those terms, people can just ask it in the wrong way. But, you know, at least you're asking and you're wanting to understand. Do you get looped into the... Caucasian or white American kind of bucket, or do you have to like actively say like, look, look, hey man, look, I'm Native American. Like, let's get this out in the open. Um, I mean, sometimes, but I mean, I am so open that I, I mean, I want to be known as Native American. Like, that's just who I am. That's my blood through and through, and that's just my preference. I love that, and I think especially now with all the conversations we're having in terms of race relations and what's going on in today's world, it's so important to have that grounding of who you are, who you represent, knowing um, that it is important to show that to the world because especially in the Gulf world, like we've said, there are not a lot of Native American men or women. And so for you to be so proud and own that and represent that in such a great way, is really, really powerful. It's funny, like I'm from Kentucky and I'm probably the most country person on this call right now. So excuse my, my <laughs> ignorance. But here, but I, I have to ask, you know, growing up where I'm from, you know, there's not, it's black, white, Mexican where I'm from. Let's just be honest, you know. Uh, so I grew up with a very kind of slanted and skewed worldview to a sense. My question is, what is it that you think people need to understand or know or learn regarding who you are, where you come from in your culture um, that can help them be just be a little bit more worldly? I don't know. I feel like 
I mean, even just growing up, there was me and one of my good friends that she's also Native American. And it was just me and her really in our whole school that, and you really never had anybody ask us, um, you know, where did, like, where do you come from? What, like, what's your heritage? And you don't really hear that at all growing up in the place where I grew up. Um, so I feel like there are certain things that even where I grew up, I don't fully understand or understand where or why they don't ask these questions. But um, I think for me, I just want people to understand that, you know, it's, it's a culture, it's beautiful and it's different that not very many people um, certainly dive into and want to look into, but I definitely highly recommend it. Like we said, you're in quarantine this week. You're playing next week. What are your goals moving forward? This is a strange year, obviously, with the COVID schedule, but um, you'll be locked in next year. So what do you see moving forward for yourself on Symmetra Tour and, and obviously moving to LPGA? Um, I think mostly just with this year, it was mainly just go out and get your feet wet again before you know 2021, which is will be the bigger year of the two. So that's mainly what I'm using this for. Um, I'm excited about 2021 because it'll be my full official Symmetra year. Um, since I graduated in 18 uh, from Texas Tech, I only had half the year that I got to play. So this 2021 will be the first official year. So I'm really excited about that to be able to do that. So Gabby, I got to tell you, at the end of our episodes, we always like to get technical. You know, we talk about everything from putting to driving to, to how to look your best on the golf course. So in this edition of Let's Get Technical, what I want to talk to you about is being in quarantine and having to get ready for an event. What are the things that you're going to look toward or look to do to get yourself in tournament shape? Because you've got, I mean, I hate to point it out, but you've got a narrow window to get ready. <laughs> I got a very narrow window. Um, I think mainly I am not going to have any expectations. <laughs> I don't think I can have any at this point um, until I get back out on the course. Um, but I think I'm just going to tell myself, you know, because I haven't practiced in a long time, I'm probably going to hit those not so good shots. <laughs> so I just really have to roll with the punches and just try to accept the fact that I'm going to do my absolute best to try and not have those. But just try and keep a positive mind no matter what the outcome is of the tournament coming up or how my practice is going. It is, I was going to say, that's the best mindset to really have. I mean, I've had some of my best tournaments coming out of situations where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen this week, but I'm just going to go and play. I remember my best finish on LPGA. I'd gotten into a, a car accident on, I think, that Tuesday. And my whole focus for the week was, let me just get this concussion out, this headache out. I'm just going to go through the motions. And it really put me in a great mindset of no expectations. I'm just going to focus on one shot at a time. And it sounds so simple, but when you are out there, normally it's hard to do. So sometimes it is situations like this that, you know, allow you to play your best because you're in a good mindset. I just want to say that we don't, we don't, advocate for anyone to be in a car accident to play no, your best I'm not like, saying I don't, that I'm that's not, the key to I'm success. not saying that was the key, but I just want to make sure we get that out. Like, do not, please don't get in a car accident because you, even though you might play your best golf afterwards, like don't, that's not something that we advocate for. Not always <laughs> worth it in the long run. Yeah. No, 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 and don't, no, and don't no. purposely contract COVID either. Right. Yes. But, but, Gabby, either. On, but Gabby, on a technical <laughs> standpoint, like how are you, like literally how when you actually get the green light to get to the range, the practice facility, what are the 
few one, two, three things that you are going to do immediately so that you can, you know, allow yourself to play your best golf? I'm going to be out there all day, (laughs) all day to do whatever I can do to make sure I'm halfway ready. So if that means standing out on the putting green all day, I will do it. (laughs) Grinding. I love it. Hey, you know, the key to success, sometimes you have to lower your expectations to play your best golf because, um, that's where the freedom lies. You know, that's where mm-hmm. the freedom, when the OB left and it's OB right and you got no practice, hell with it. Just aim down yeah. somewhere and just <laughs> knock the hell out of it, right? Hit and hope, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gabby, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Birdies Not BS. All, this was this was BS free right here. I, I really enjoyed yeah. our conversation. <laughs> Gabby, how do people get a hold of you? Where do they find you on them social media channels? Um, Instagram, Twitter, Gabby underscore Lemieux. That's about it. <laughs> I think it's dope. She got an X in her name. I'm just saying. Like, I dope. know. It <laughs> like, was so cool. It's like, is it French? Is Lemieux French? French, okay. yeah. French Canadian, correct? Love it. Yes, French Canadian. Ah, Doug, uh, See, you. you know what I'm Show saying? Off. I might be from Kentucky, but I might know a <laughs> thing or two. No, Mario Lemieux is like my favorite hockey player. So that's, don't judge oh, me. Okay. Don't judge me because I know gotcha, something about gotcha, some hockey. Gotcha. I'm just saying. Gabby, let me tell you something right now. Thank you so much for blessing this microphone and blessing our time. Uh, we can't wait to root you on. Although Cheyenne might be trying to kick your ass the next time she sees you, but it'll be out of love. I promise you that. Totally understandable. Uh, but, but you're going to be trying to kick her ass too. So it's beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for being who you are and just the light that you shine on this game. And, and, and may you be fortunate enough to bring more people with your background and diverse backgrounds into the game of golf. We, we really appreciate having you. Well, thank you guys for having me. I really had a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks, Gabby. Man. What a convo. I think I'm like like a Gabby Lemieux fan right now. I'm like such a fanboy right now. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely learned a lot. And she's just got such a great personality. She's doing so much for Native Americans in golf, giving back, representing. Um, I loved it. I love her. I can't wait to meet her. well, you already met. Nice oh, little, you meet her in person. I was about to say, you already met person, her. What the hell? Not virtually in this virtual world we're living in, That's but it. actually in person. <laughs> I was about to say, damn, but, we just we just talked to her for thirty minutes, and now you don't know her. Like, what the hell? A lot of times when we're talking about minorities in golf, obviously we're talking about Asians, Black people, Latinos, Hispanics, but Native Americans get left out of that group sometimes, and I think it's so important to give Gabby that platform and and she's representing that culture in such a great way that um you know she's doing so much in growing the game of golf within her tribe within um her community absolutely you know it's it's got to be tough to 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 be in quarantine and, and fighting uh you know for your health I mean her husband's there she's trying to be supportive yet be distant at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know yeah. how I would be able to accomplish that feat. So, you know, big shout outs to Gabby Lemieux for coming on, holding it down. We yes. wish her all the luck. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the technical because mm-hmm. a lot of people need to understand, Shy, like playing golf with no expectations and knowing that you're going to give it your all, that can lend to some of the best results you can, you can muster. Yeah. And it's a lot harder than people make it sound, you know, to just go out there, just play free, like just let all expectations out the window. And it's hard because when you want something, a lot of times the mentality is if I want something really bad, I'm going to try really hard. So to go totally against that just feels so unnatural. But like we were saying, sometimes it takes situations like this to force you out of that 
um, that learned habit of trying hard. Yeah, yeah, that grind. Sometimes, like, right. sometimes the grind can work against you. You know, it's called 100%. the law of, law of diminishing returns. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a point so where, smart. where you Jeez. try so hard that you get worse. Thank you. You know, I try to put some buzzwords in there every so often. But uh, big shout out to Gabby Lemieux coming on, holding it down and getting technical with Cheyenne and I. Uh, thank you guys so much. You know, those reviews that you leave on iTunes and all your listening platforms are so valuable to, to our show growing and, and being found. So thank you so much for those reviews. If you haven't left one, go ahead in there and do that. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Birdies Not BS. Cheyenne will tell you the URL. We are birdiesnotbs.com. So you know where to find us. Hit us up. You already know, don't slide in my DMs, but Doug's are open. So go and do that. Hey, like we said last week, Cheyenne's DMs are closed. Please. <laughs> hey, man, I'll holler at you, Shy. Hey, y'all, keep listening. We appreciate y'all. Hold it down.